Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XY. Can your internet do that? All right, we've got the podcast rolling on. Training camp is just days away. But hey, what is going on in the AFC South? specifically the Tennessee Titans. They've had a crazy offseason. They signed DeAndre Hopkins this week. And as soon as I saw that news break Twitter, I thought, I got to catch up with my pal, Jim Wyatt, who covers the Titans for TennesseeTitans.com. He's uh, He does everything. He's a writer. He's their editor. He's been covering the Titans since 1999. And so I thought, let me get a podcast with him, talk about Hopkins, talk a little Will Levis, talk a little uh, Mike Vrabel entering year six. What are the Titans up to? Is it a rebuild? Are they are they going for a Super Bowl or a bust? Where are they right now in the state of the franchise? So let's catch up with Wyatt and find out what's going on with the Titans. Some big questions they need to get answered in camp, all that and more. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. The Deep Saint podcast presented by Xfinity. Joining me this offseason, Jim Wyatt, senior writer and editor for TennesseeTitans.com. I always chat with Jim a couple of times during the season, but Jim, thought I'd catch up with you. It's been it's just been a very boring offseason for the Titans, hasn't it, Jim? <laughs> well, certainly a team in transition. It's kind of crazy. A lot of people, at least the fan base, a lot, a good part of the offseason talked about this being a rebuilding year or a tankage year. You know, I don't in the NFL, you just don't have those kind of years. You know, you tell Mike Vrabel you're rebuilding and you, you probably would punch you in the face. So, uh, I mean, right. this team was always in it to win it. Uh, just a matter of how good it can be and, and certainly going out and getting a guy like DeAndre Hopkins makes you a better team, makes you more relevant in the league. And we'll just see how it goes. It, it team's going to look different this year. A lot of changes at a lot of positions, a lot of work to be done. But getting a guy like Hopkins makes it more exciting and we'll just see how he can do and uh, and how this team is able to to build or at other positions as well. Yeah, I'm certainly going to get into DeAndre Hopkins with you, a guy we're really familiar with here in Houston. But, you know, you brought up a good point, and, I, and it was the question I was going to ask you first is, where do you think the Titans are right now? Because you're right, it's not quite a rebuild, but, you know, they do have a new GM. Uh, they drafted a young quarterback. What his role might look like, really no one knows just yet. But, you know, what can you tell us about what Mike Vrabel's vision is here now for his sixth year of coaching there in Tennessee? Yeah, and it is different. I mean, the offseason started off, I mean, certainly having the look of this being a team in transition because uh, I'm going to look at my list of uh, free agents who were let go. Taylor one, obviously one of them, Ben Jones, another one, two guys that have been around here a while. You let go of Bud Dupree, you let go of Zach Cunningham, Robert Woods, Randy Bullock, all those happened early in the offseason. And a lot of fans were like, well, what are we doing? We're just, you know, getting rid of our big time, big name players. The reality is a lot of these guys getting up there in years, they had big cap hits. Some of them dealt with injuries in the past. I think this team was moving on from a lot of players, no matter what the plan was moving forward. When you have a new GM like the Titans have here in Rand Carthon, who replaced John Robinson at the end of the last season, he's going to want to do things his way. So you made some moves there. Then you go out and you start signing players. Uh, which is what this team did. Guys like Andre Dillard, Aziz Alshair, Arden Key, Daniel Brunskill, Sean Murphy Bunting, Luke Gifford. I mean, some of these guys had 
had roles in other teams that were maybe not as big as they're going to have now. And that's, you know, kind of what this team is, is giving young, hungry guys a chance to do more. And then at the same time, you know, trying to draft for the future. The Levis pick came as a surprise to some people, especially people who thought after the first round they wouldn't go there. I think that's obviously a move for the future. We'll see how that pans out. At the same time, you try to get Malik Willis uh, to continue on a, a path forward where he can be around here in transition at a number of positions. But I still think this is a team that's going to have a chance to compete for the AFC South. That's, I think, every team in this division's best path into the postseason. And uh, and we'll just kind of see how things go as as, uh, as waiting for some younger guys to develop. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously the big news, just heading into camp. And, you know, I, I have to say Texans fans are probably not too excited to see him in an opposing uniform twice a year. But, you know, you lose A.J. Brown last year. Obviously, the Titans struggled at wide receiver. What are the expectations, you think, for a guy like Hopkins coming off of injuries and now he's in year 11? Is he expected to fill that role? Where do you Where do you think that he might fit in that offense? I think he's going to have a chance to to really make an impact. You know, the, it's crazy some of the guys who have rolled through here late in their careers. You know, Andre Johnson, a guy that, you know, Texans fans are familiar with. Randy Moss rolled through here at the end of his career. Julio Jones did. I mean, you've got some pro bowlers, uh, not pro bowlers, but Hall of Famers that have played in their careers. Sure. Here, but things didn't necessarily pan out very well. I think when the Titans signed DeAndre Hopkins, I think some in the fan base, and I think some nationally think, oh, here we go again. You know, here the Titans go again, getting a guy at the end of his career. It's going to be a, it's going to be another disappointing pairing. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I don't think the Titans feel that's the case. They wouldn't have brought him in here if they felt that way. Mike Vrabel wouldn't have done it. Rain Carthon wouldn't have done it. I think the team feels like DeAndre Hopkins has some good years left in him. You know, he proved that last year when he was when he did play. I don't think he had the same type trajectory that maybe Julio Jones did when he joined here a couple of years ago. So I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be expected to play a big role for this team this fall. And his presence should make everybody better. That's Traylon Burks, who's going to be in a second year. That's Kyle Phillips, another guy in a second year. I think it's going to help Derrick Henry. It's going to help Ryan Tannehill. And uh, it's going to give us give defenses another big guy to prepare for and to worry about going into Sundays. Well, what about Robert Woods? Because on the other side of the coin, the Texans, they sign a veteran wide receiver that the Titans are very familiar with. What do you think Texans, the Texans can expect from a guy like Robert Woods, especially they've got some young receivers of their own in that receiver room. But, you know, what did you like about his play when he was with Tennessee and where do you think he really adds the most on the field? Well, I, I really like Robert Woods. He's a great guy. I remember meeting him first time he came here, in here with his family and his little girl, who's who's just a baby at the time. And uh, I think he uh, he arrived here with high expectations. Come even coming off an ACL injury, I think he did everything right. I mean, he was a great leader. He guided um, the young guys in the room, tried to help them be better pros. And I think he wanted to do more here. And unfortunately, you know, things didn't pan out that way in part because, you know, the team starting quarterback and Ryan Tannehill, you know, missed more time than he had at any time when he was here because he dealt with an ankle injury. So Robert Woods is trying to play 
with a with young quarterbacks who just couldn't get him the ball. You know, in Malik Willis, a quarterback that really just couldn't get comfortable and get him the ball. The Titans had all kinds of trouble in the offensive line last year. You know, so the offense had some limitations on what it can do. And I think Robert Woods, he he always handled himself like a pro, but I think he was frustrated by the way things went here. And I think he has more left in his game. And if he's given the opportunity, I think he'll prove that. He's a great route runner. He's a willing blocker. I mentioned what a great teammate he was here in Tennessee. He's the same way with the Rams, same way with the Bills. So I, I think the Texans should be – for considering themselves fortunate to have a guy like that. And uh, I hope things go well for him because I think he deserved better than he probably what he got here. Okay, Jim. And what about Tim Kelly? Another, you guys just keep adding former Texans coaches <laughs> to that staff. So now Tim Kelly, he was on staff last year, but uh, promoted to offensive coordinator. What can you tell us about Kelly taking over that offense? Do you think it's going to resemble what he ran in Houston under Bill O'Brien or is Mike Vrabel just having Tim Kelly run what the Titans have been known to run in previous years? Well, I think it's going to change. How much it changes, I guess, remains to be seen. It's it's funny. Tim was here all last year. As you mentioned, he was really a behind the scenes guy uh, while Todd Downing ran the offense and no, no one ever he he didn't do any interviews here. He was at practice every day. Um, no one knew exactly what his role was. He worked with the tight ends when they're out there on the practice field. Uh, behind the scenes, I think he was involved in meetings and certainly had an input. But it was it was Todd Downing's offense, and Tim Kelly was really just um, trying to benefit the team and add you know some knowledge any way he could. When the change took place early this offseason. It became Tim Kelly's offense, and they've made some changes uh, this offseason. They're gonna things are gonna look different. I think uh, you're gonna see more up tempo. I think you're gonna see more of a passing game this fall. De- having DeAndre Hopkins is gonna help that. Having a, a more mature um, and a guy with a little bit more experience in Traylon Burks is gonna help that. Having Ty J Spears, a draft pick from Tulane, who who I think is going to add another dynamic threat is going to help that. But this team's got to get it together. Got a lot of moving parts, certainly on the offensive line. You know, a lot of new faces on the offense. And so that's his challenge is getting all these guys on the same page. But I do think the Titans are going to look different. I think they're going to be more aggressive. And I think it's going to be a little bit less predictable. What about defensively? What What big impact moves have the Titans made to improve their defense? Well, biggest move this offseason on defense was getting Jeffrey Simmons under contract long term. And I think we all knew he was going to be here. And I think the biggest bump they're going to get this year is having Harold Landry back. I mean, Landry was a Pro Bowl performer in 2021, coming off the best year of his career, September the 1st of last year, leading up to the opener. He tears his ACL and he's done for the year. And we haven't seen him on the field since. He's rehabbed. He's gotten healthy. Having him back is going to provide a big help. Bud Dupree's not here anymore, but they did you know, sign Arden Key. You know, people in the division are very familiar with. Um, I think I think the front, you know, the front three, four guys, you know, whether it's Simmons, Tier Tart, um, you know, Arden Key, Harold Landry, you know, some of those guys are going to be able to generate some pressure. Some questions what's going to happen in the secondary. I mentioned Aziz Alshair at, at inside backer. He's a aggressive linebacker who I think will make some plays, but questions in the secondary because 
you got Sean Murphy Bunting and Roger McCray and Kristen Fulton and Elijah Molden. A lot, a lot of those guys are vying for starting spots or vying for spots in different positions, whether it's nickel, outside. You know, Molden has even worked some at safety. We'll see how things look in the fall. But a lot of questions to be answered on defense. But I think it, the defense has a chance to be good, and uh, they just got to stay healthy. This team's been ravaged by injuries over the last couple of years. I think they feel like they're due with some good luck there. And if we can keep guys healthy, I think got a chance to be really good on defense. Uh, the quarterbacks, obviously, the in the AFC South, three rookie quarterbacks drafted. It's kind of funny, actually, that all the three, three of the four teams drafted a young quarterback. And we saw Will Levis sort of struggle in OTAs. And actually, J.J. Watt, it seemed like he came to Levis's defense after a rough week of OTAs. But, you know, what did you see from Will Levis throughout the course of the offseason and Malik and, and Tannehill and, and what you think might happen with that quarterback position this year? Well, Tannehill is clearly this team's best option, and he's this team's starting quarterback. You know, it's, for him, you know, I'm sure – um, he probably has a real proven mentality. This is the second year in a row he's had to go into camp with questions about other guys, whether it's Malik Willis last year or Will Levis this year. And I think all he's done is just kind of prove, try to establish himself even more as a starter. He's the best option. The question now is what's up with the guys behind him? I think Malik Willis got better this offseason. There's no doubt about it last year. You saw him in his first NFL start against Houston, and they won that game, but he's limited on what he was able to do. He didn't really throw a whole lot, though. (laughs) Yeah, and he didn't against the Chiefs in another start, and at the end of the season, you know, despite the fact he worked hard and did everything he could to make himself better, the the team felt like Josh Dobbs was a better option at the end of the year. So it kind of shows you that Malik Willis had some work to do, and I think he did a great job this offseason in getting himself better. I watched him in all the OTAs, minicamp. He made strides. His accuracy was better. He got was getting the ball out quicker, you know, making quicker decisions. And um, I think I think it's going to be fun to watch him when you're going in joint practices and going in preseason games just to see what that looks like against other teams. Levis, yeah. yeah. I don't know what people expected when he came in here. Yeah, he did have one OTA that got blown up because he was not accurate on a couple of throws and was slow with decision making. I mean, I don't know if people thought he'd come in here and be, you know, Tom Brady in his prime right out of the gate, but that was never going to happen. And he's finding his way. I mean, yeah, he's he has some work to do. Didn't get a whole bunch of opportunities, you know, this offseason because, you know, is obviously Tannehill's show and Malik Willis getting his opportunity as well. So Levis just getting his footing in the offseason. I'm I'm curious myself what reps look like in camp and how much how they're going to divide work in preseason games because that's where you get better. That's where you see what you have. But that's what makes preseason games fun is seeing the young guys. And at least we've got a little bit of intrigue behind Tannehill as far as how those those other quarterbacks are going to do. All right. Well, Jim, you've got a great series out on um, TennesseeTitans.com, training camp preview, position by position. So give me one or two of the big questions you hope are answered for the Titans here in camp. Well, offensive line, I think, has to be number one because, you know, I mentioned earlier that Taylor Wan and Ben Jones are gone. 
and that Dan, Daniel Brunskill and Andre Dillard are two newcomers to that group. Well, now the Titans are dealing with Nicholas Petit for air, who was supposed to be the one sure thing they had going into the season at right tackle. He gets suspended before, for a, a gambling policy violation, and he's out for the first six games. So what do the Titans do? I know there's already been some rumblings about the team signing a free agent, They've got some in-house candidates who could bump to a, a, to that spot temporarily, but I'm always, I guess, I'm hesitant or not liking the idea of moving a guy out of one position to learn another and then trying to move them back. I, I just think you want to gel at certain spots. So that's the big question mark for me is what happens on the offensive line, how the young guys develop how they gel, what happens at right tackle. That's big. We talked about backup quarterback. That's going to be fun to watch. And then we talked a little bit about secondary early. I, I think where some of those guys fit in uh, and where they line up when the season starts, there's going to be some intrigue there. There's other things to watch, you know, how the receiver depth stacks up, who ends up being this team's kicker in the fall. You know, that's what training camp and preseason four, and now we're kind of on the cusp of seeing how some of this stuff plays out. And I think it's it's going to be fun to watch. It certainly will. And these two teams are not going to meet until December. So, Jim, appreciate the time. We'll be watching very closely, and we'll catch up later on in the season. Okay, sounds good. Good stuff, as always, from Jim Wyatt. And the Titans are actually hosting the Texans not until week 15 of the season. That's Sunday, December 17th. And then they'll be here at NRG Stadium for the final home game of the regular season, week 17, on New Year's Eve. And you know what? There's a lot of chatter about those throwback Titans uniforms, a.k.a. the Oilers uniforms. And everyone's guessing that uh, you're going to see them probably late in December. So keep an eye out for those. That's going to do for the podcast. Of course, I'll keep them coming throughout training camp. We'll catch up with a player every single day. So you know what? The podcast is not going away anytime soon. In fact, we're going to have lots of content coming at your way throughout camp. Can't wait to get back out on the field. Can't wait to get the season started. That's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.